I remember a few years ago when um, I was driving through uh, Brittany in France um, and I was just uh, on my route from the airport to, to a church that I was going to be working with um, in uh, Western Brittany and uh, as I was driving along it was f- sort of February time and along the side of the, of the roads there were many places where there were, there were snowdrops coming through and um, and in French they're called pierce neige, which means piercing the snow. And um, and and when, as we're doing that, God spoke to me and He says, Pete, what, what what do you know when you see those things? When you see those flowers, what what what, what are you confident of? <laughs> yeah, you're confident of, of something's changing, and, and you know, and it's it's not, it's 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 a certainty, isn't it? When you see that thing, you know something's going to happen because it's a sense of the, it's, that's dependable, it's constant it's every year those, those flowers start to come out and something happens, I don't know if it happens to you but I, I, there's something happened, I love you know, planting some bulbs in the garden last autumn and you put these things in the soil uh, but you're pretty certain that come springtime there's going to be some green things coming up and when you see those little green things, you think, wow you know, the daffodils are appearing, well they don't look much like daffodils, do they? When they first, but, but there's a confidence within you that something is appearing. You know what I'm talking about? Well, um, and I'm just thinking because I want to talk to you tonight about the, the faithfulness of God because it's something that's that's captured my my heart and my imagination over the last few weeks. But um, I want to tell you that, that faith faith is like like that when when things start to appear and you know something is going to happen. You know, it might not be fully formed as yet. And actually, faith is even like a bulb. You know, you put a bulb in there and you think, that's going to come up next year. Yeah. And if you, if you actually presented a bulb to, to somebody who didn't know what it was, they would not look like mine. That's going to be amazing next year. You think, really? <laughs> Without explanation, a bulb is just... Looks like a dried up bit of, not quite sure, maybe an onion. Can you eat it? You know, it, 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 but, it, but if you know what it is, your confidence in it and what it will become is actually, it's very straightforward, isn't it? You don't have any, I didn't, I didn't have any doubts. You know, when I was planting daffodil bulbs, I was going to get daffodils. Now, I was aware that maybe one or two might not come up because you might get, but generally speaking, you think that's going to happen because that's, there's a, there's a it's, there's a faithfulness within that, you know, it's going to happen. Um, and uh, I think that's one of the, one of the challenges of, of, of Christianity, is, is actually the waiting for the things that you think, you know, happen. and actually can you, can you keep waiting? You know, are there signs? Are there signs going on that things are emerging, changing? Have you got enough confidence? That's what faith is. Faith is confidence. Um, and uh, faith is, is a confidence in, in who God is. Um, I think it's Joe at the back. I think I can just about see you through. Can, can you bring up um, Psalm 33 on the Bible, Joe? Would that be all right? Um, how, how, again, another, how many of you have had the... I, I, um, I lost my broadband connection at home this week just for... It was patchy for about an hour, two hours. Any of you had that experience recently? Unfortunately, not because actually it's getting much more dependable, isn't it? Um, it's real. It's really frustrating when you lose it because you've got used to having it. Really? It is one of those things. Yeah, what happened to my connection? Um, and I think I've, some of you might have heard this story before, but um, my dad is um, <coughs> online 
Um, but he doesn't use his online list much, you know, hardly at all now, sort of email maybe, or stuff like that. Um, so when he got a new computer, I decided it would be a good idea for him to make sure he got security on it. Um, so I went down there, and uh, we set up the new computer, and I said, right, Dad, you're going to need a, you know, a security you know, software package. So said, oh, right, okay, okay. And so I thought, pick one out, and I you know, picked picked software package out that I was confident in for myself and <clears throat> so went online picked it out and, and uh, got on the website and said right download so I pressed for download now the problem was my dad actually at that stage still had the, the modem connection <laughs> you know the one that goes the one, one, can you remember having one of those it, it seemed all very snazzy at the time and, <laughs> and uh, so we pressed, pressed on them, and this was about, I don't even know, it was probably about nine o'clock at night, and I pressed on the, on the download button, and, and it took quite a while to load, and then it came up with download time. I think it was 12 hours 38 minutes. <laughs> I said to Dad, sir, but, uh, sorry Dad, I'm going home. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> that, that, that's good. You check it in the morning, you should be there by the, you should be there by the morning, but who knows, in 12 hours 38, hopefully you don't lose connection during that time. Because uh, we've got to come back and start all over again. And I said, why don't you get broadband? Oh, no, I don't need broadband. He wasn't convinced he needed broadband. He, he just wasn't. Because why? Why would he pay for broadband? He just he didn't need it. I said, no need of broadband. So, so he's, he's still pretty much the same. But <laughs> so, so, so I said, Dad, hey, yeah, I want to do anything. No, not a lot. He's actually quite content, to be honest. And it's not, you know, my, not judgment, it's just he's content. <laughs> Doesn't see any great need. I said, you could do online shopping. Yeah. Don't need to do that. He doesn't. And, um, but do you know what? There's, there is actually a whole world that he's missing out on. He doesn't, he's quite happy. I'm not saying he should, but I'm just saying it's, now, this is, it's true with Christianity. There's certain, certain ways you can connect to God that give you a download speed of about 12 hours 38 minutes. <laughs> But, but God really does want to get, get you on broadband. He really does. He really would prefer you to be on broadband. Not because, you, you know, you're something wrong with you. It's because actually he wants to give you so much more in, in your life. That makes sense. And, 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 and isn't it amazing how, you know, things upgrade themselves nowadays. So I went, I don't know, I've got, I've got BT TV at home. Anybody else got BT TV? It upgraded itself this week. Did you notice it? So I went on and I thought, well, I haven't. <laughs> so <laughs> it was just about, oh, oh, I don't know what's happened. Um, because it, it looks completely different. And um, apparently it's an upgrade. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, so, so I'm used to being able to find my recordings. And, and they're in a nice list. I can read off where they are. Now, no, you haven't got that anymore. You've got, now got thumbnail sketches of your recordings. And I'm thinking, I'm scared. <laughs> Where's that program that I knew I recorded the other night? What's it look like? I'm used to seeing it in letters. I'm not used to seeing it in pictures. Seriously, I'm just, I'm not used to scanning like that. Do you understand? I'm, I'm, I've got used to scanning just words. Now it's giving me pictures. Which is actually a bit more sophisticated in all of this, but I'm just not used to it yet. So I'm, I'm a bit frustrated because I'm trying to find. It's like what I was trying to find the other day. Um, 
can't remember, Kim and I have been watching something. You know when you've been watching something, you can go back to it, and you think, but I can we'll find it. I think, well, what is it? What's the picture? I want the number, I want, I want, I want, give me back my, my list. <laughs> so I went on the forum last night, and I thought, oh God, is there, is there any solution to this? Can I get back to the old way? Seriously, this is what I was doing last night. Tell, about 10 o'clock last night, I thought, I'm going to go on one of them forums. And so, and you know, no, everybody's got the same problem. And there's all, rah, 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 lots of complaint going on. Cause everybody prefers the old way, but apparently this is going to be a better way. Um, but, but you know, someone we're not convinced all the time, are we? Now, I now understand it. With, with, you know, sometimes I'm talking computer language, so sometimes upgrades don't really help you, particularly if you're the first one before they do the bug. I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty slow adopter to upgrades, computer-wise. I've learned this smart over the years. Generally, I'm a fast adopter for most things. When it comes to computer upgrades, I go slow. But this one uploaded itself without me knowing about it, so which is kind of sneaky. Apparently, there are way to, ways of turning off these upgrades, but I've not discovered that yet, so you can pray for me. So, Psalm 33. Okay. I'm, 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 I hope you're enjoying yourself, because I am. Um, <coughs> Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with a harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. For the word of the Lord is right and true. Now this is what first I want to go. First of all, for the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. Okay, I just want to concentrate on that. When it talks about something being right and true, true is not just about being truthful. True is actually something that you can measure where you are by. That's true north. That's true. You know, the the sense of it's not just somebody's telling the truth. This is this is true. You can actually depend upon it. This is this is a dependability. Um, uh, So God's word is true, and He is faithful in all He does. Now I've been meditating on this because in in Galatians five again, I've been looking at the fruit of the spirit. What the fruit of the spirit describe the characteristics of God? Not fully, but they're some of the characteristics of God. And says. Fruits of the Spirit are um, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Got nine, nine. That was good, wasn't it? Um, so I've just been thinking about the faithfulness of God, and the faithfulness of God it just it means this: that He is He is true to His nature. Okay, there, there's a verse. Um, it's in where is it? Two Timothy two thirteen says this, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Okay, so, might come up there in a minute, 2 Timothy 2.13. It says, if we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. Um, so, it is impossible for God not to be faithful. But what, what is he faithful to? Now that, that's a really important question. Well, he's faithful to his nature, because it's who he is. So he will always be faithful. Now, and when it says, if we're not faithful, it's not just that sometimes we let people down. Do you know that God, God's made you in his image, that he, you are now actually participators, participators in the divine nature. It tells you that. In, in. So your nature now is actually godly. So what the question is, is so are you being true to your nature, your born again, your new nature. Because I think sometimes we think of faithfulness is, is am I going to let you down? Well, that's, that is an aspect of faithfulness. But there's another aspect of faith. Is, is actually, you're going to be true to your full nature. 
the full potential of God, full potential of God within you. Will you be faithful to that? Um, and as you've got the Holy Spirit inside you, you the, the potential you have is literally without limit. <clears throat> so, um, so God is, is 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 faithful to Himself. So. <clears throat> When he wants to give you an upgrade, he wants to make you aware of more who he is. Have you ever heard of spiritual upgrades? That, that, that's the reality. So, so how much of God is there still for you to discover? Well, always more, because he's infinite eternal. So, so, so you get to a certain stage, are you ready for the next bit? You know, when he, you got your list in, you know, in words, where he says, boom, I want to show you pictures now. You go, oh, no, thanks very much, I prefer my list. Because I know what I'm doing with that. You know, this is, this is classic. So, oh, hey, I know what, knew what I was doing. Now I don't, I haven't got a clue what I'm doing with this new thing you've just given me. And I didn't even ask for the upgrade. Because he's kind of sneaky because he's inside. You can't, you can't switch him off. There's no blockage mechanism here. It's, it's just, because he is faithful and he, and because he loves you so much, he, he wants you to know more of who he is. Who he is. You know, he loves you. So he wants to pull you into ever closer connection with you, which means he always wants your connection to be increasing. Your connection speed with him is increasing. So there are things now, if you've been a Christian for a while, hopefully that you, you know, just, just, it's just done. It is. There's a certain thing you say, yep, well, he's ready to give you more. Um, <coughs> there's another aspect of, of, that I've been mulling on, which is that's the, says that, that um, love always trusts because actually when your faith and trust are, are pretty much you know uh, synonymous, they, they, they work together, you know, so um, if I've got faith in God it means I trust in him, so if you say, so because sometimes people say, well what is faith, faith, faith it, just put the word trust in there, then it, it's actually, it's easier sometimes to, cause some people think that faith is this sort of sort of mystic thing that's out there. It's actually it's not. It's a reality of, of, of who I trust in and what I trust in. So, so <clears throat> um, I want to trust more in God. I want my faith to grow, which means I need to discover more of who he is. And, and I need to find that actually he is true. He is constant. So um, just yesterday I was having a conversation with somebody. Um, and because I'm a doctor, they understand that I have a scientific sort of understanding. Um, and they were tr- they were puzzling over how I could actually be a scientist and a Christian at the same time. Now, this is a conversation I quite commonly have. Does anybody else have those conversations? Yeah, like Hugh just—he was a physicist, basically. That's what he did. Some other doctors around here. But I find it interesting that people think that if you're scientific, that somehow that faith is a completely different entity. It's like oil and water. How do those two things mix? Now, Hugh, you're going to help me out here. I've got down here. See, a lot of science depends on on things that are constant and known to be true. He's nodding, so I'm on good firm ground here. There are are constants in in, in science that actually you build knowledge around. Um, And uh, it's like two plus two equals... That was easy. I'll give you a hard one. <laughs> five plus five equals ten. You just know it's true, right? Is that important? 
Well, you, yeah, it is. It is important. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is easy. So I, I'm just trying to help you out here. This is, this is a simple maths, okay? I was, oh, this was something. There was, there was a few, couple of weeks back. Oh, so this, so I'm, I'm, my brain's going all over the place. So it will come together. A couple of weeks back, I was listening on the radio, and apparently it was, it was something to do with multiplication day or something, or times tables day. That's quite Okay. Now, how many of you learnt your times tables? How many of you struggled to learn your times tables? <laughs> and there was, there was this thing going on on the radio, and people said, wow, those times tables, they're useless. They never use them in life. How many of you ever think you use your times tables in everyday life? How many of you think, nah, never use them again? Well, nobody. Nobody venturing to put their hand up. Nobody being brave. But that's what people say. Ah, we, yeah, they're useless. Never use that in everyday life. I thought, do. Every time you go shopping. Because if you can get a two for one, <laughs> you're doing the maths. You do. Seriously. Or three for two, or you get, have you ever done that? Thing? Have you ever done the calculation where you get, you get two for that and that and that and that and that and you're thinking, oh, that's cheaper to buy one. Have you ever? <laughs> Have you done that? I have. You think you go along and you think, what's that about? Uh, I thought, no, I'm buying one. Thank you very much. <laughs> because they're trying to draw you in. It's a sales technique. It's not, it's not, it's not benevolence. It's, it's, it's not charity. It's not charity. It really, it's, 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 but, you know, they've got it, they've got it well worked out mathematically. They know how to make more money. That's what their job is. And I'm quite good at math, so I know how not to spend more money than I want to. But actually, that's useful. You see that, but it's dependent on understanding something like 2 plus 2 equals 4 and 5 plus 5 equals 10. You think, well, that's straightforward, really. Now, when it gets to levels of higher maths, because I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably good at maths, I did A-level maths and stuff like that, then um, my best mate at university was my best man. Uh, when he, he did maths at university. Well, I, I, I thought, I'm pretty okay at maths. I did A-level maths. Too, and so I decided, you know, one day I'd ask him what he was doing in his maths at university. <laughs> I thought, that's not maths. <laughs> That's a different language. It's, I, I, it, was, it just, I thought, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I thought, and I'm good at maths. Seriously, I, I thought, that doesn't look like maths. Give me back my... Because <laughs> I can do that, but that's... Oh, that, oh. <clears throat> How many think that gravity is a constant? Sure, you're not looking. You're looking at Hugh, aren't you? <laughs> Hugh's, Hugh's, the, Hugh's got the beyond says, Whoa. <laughs> sneaky. Well, here, here on Earth, actually, thankfully, gravity is a constant. You don't, you don't think much about it, do you? But actually, you're depending upon it. You're depending upon it right now. I'm pretty hopeful that that chair's not going to float off. And... So, so gravity is actually, a, a, in one sense, a, a constant that, that we, we actually build life around. That there's, there's all sorts of things that actually completely depend upon it. That you just anybody, apart from Hugh, understand how gravity works? It's really tricky. I don't know how it works. Do you understand how it works? No. <laughs> No, I won't expose my ignorance any further. <laughs> but it's, 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 I did it. In, I did it in A-level physics. You think? Oh, you think? 
I don't know. I understand it. But basically, you, you do know it's there, don't you? So you don't need to understand everything to experience it. And actually build a life that actually is consistent around it. It's a mistake to think you have to understand everything before you can live in the good of it. It's not true. Yeah. Now there are some clever people who understand it at a different level and actually can calculate it at a different level because actually gravity isn't a constant. There are constant principles behind it but if I take you to the moon it feels different. We experience gravity in a certain way. If we go to the moon they experience it in a different way. I always thought it looks quite fun to actually be in Free of gravity, you know, those, they, they can actually do it with planes, they can create this sort of, um, they'll be flying around. <coughs> and then there's another thing, um, how many of you know what I mean by the, apart from you? The, the Bernoulli effect. Anybody know what I mean by the Bernoulli effect? You're having a science lesson tonight. It's not cheese, it's not cheese, okay? <laughs> no, it's not what happens after you've eaten strong cheese. <laughs> Bernoulli effect, anybody know that? Yes, at the back there. You know what it means, okay. Okay, you can leave me to explain it, is that right? <laughs> you can tell me. Actually, the Bernoulli effect, actually, how, how many of you uh, have ever flown on an aeroplane? Then you've been completely dependent on the Bernoulli effect. The Bernoulli effect is actually the way that the wing is shaped and actually the, 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 the currents that go around... <laughs> And uh, the, the, the wing uh, is able to keep you in the air because the pressure underneath the wing is actually more than the pressure on top of it. And that's, that's all due to what's called the Bernoulli effect. Now, you didn't know that, did you? But now, you, you didn't used to be afraid of getting on planes, did you? But, but, but uh, hopefully not. But I remember one time we were flying back from Zimbabwe and um, <coughs> we got to the airport and had a bit of interesting time at security. Um, and because as we're going through security, I was, I was a bit, I was a little bit concerned. All, all the family were together, all four of us. So, so I made sure that Kim and David and Kerry got through security before me. I just wanted to make sure they weren't left. And, uh, then my, my hand luggage was going through, through the, through the belt. And, uh, and they pulled me to the side. Oh, great. This is going to be good. They said, are you a doctor? I thought, yep. Because they actually have, I think, have a stethoscope in in my hand luggage. I often take medical stuff with me when I'm travelling. So I thought, oh, this is going to be good. I said, are you a doctor? Well, Kim and David and Kerry, they're, they're over there, and they see me being taken off to a side room. Got taken off to the side room. <laughs> Get to the side room. Lady who's done the scan, he says. Then she starts to tell me that she's got this medical problem that she wants advice for. <laughs> oh, I thought. I thought I'm not going to turn you down at this moment, am I? So, so, and then, then, then I told, <laughs> then she said, I told her what she needed to do. And then she, she, she went out and left me in the room on my own. I thought, oh great, this is good. And she just went out to get pencil and paper so I could write down what she got. Anyway, so this was a bit of a, bit, bit of an interesting experience. We then get through into the <laughs> departure lounge and they then announced that our flight's delayed. And the flight's delayed and because it's having a full engineering check because it's had a really, really hard landing. Now this is Zimbabwe. <laughs> We are thinking, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. 
So I thought, we could, not be fun, I thought, we, we could be, a, how long is a full engineering check going to take around here? Yeah, we could be here all night. And, you know, uh, about two hours later, they, they decided that the full engineering check was done, which wasn't necessarily... <laughs> I wasn't quite sure whether I wanted... I, I didn't know whether I wanted a long delay or a short delay. I, think, I, I, want, I want a full engineering check. No, no, that half engineering check nonsense. <laughs> I, I, not some, and so we get on... <laughs> we get on the flight, and as we're going... And so the, I think the pilot does his banter. He's trying to make us feel a little bit better <laughs> about this thing, because when, when they had <laughs> they brought the video, they had early days of videos for, for doing this, you know, the, 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 security, uh, the safety thing, you know. so they turn on the, the video, <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> oh, this is great, full security check, full safety check. <laughs> they said, okay, um, while we're going, going along, um, you know, they turn down off the lights for when you're taking off. If you want to continue reading, turn on your overhead light. No overhead light. I'm thinking, oh, this is very reassuring. <laughs> and uh, so we get, we, anyway, we get airborne, and the pilot comes over and he says, I just thought you'd be interested to know a little bit about the plane tonight. And he says, at, at, at takeoff, this plane weighed, da di da di da di da tons of people, and I thought, that's heavy. It was very heavy, and I'm thinking, and I'm, we're up, and I'm looking out the wing, wing, window, and I'm thinking, what's keeping us up here? And I'm, I know the Bernoulli effect, but what I know is I'm thinking, that's a heavy weight for air to keep you up. But it worked. Do you, do you, what I'm saying is, is <laughs> you go through all these sort of things, because there are, sort of, there are things in life that you just actually, they are part of your life. There are constants out there going on all the time, but I want to let you know there's only one absolute constant in this universe, and his name is God. Because whatever you've got now will pass away at some stage in this human reality. Just as gravity can change if you actually move outside of this earth. <clears throat> and Bernoulli effects can be interrupted. Have you ever been on an aeroplane where it suddenly drops? Boom! <laughs> because actually something just disrupted the airflow. It picks up again. You're right. God is, is, is the most constant being, I won't call him a thing, his, his, his faithfulness to himself and his constancy is the most scientific you could ever build, thing you could ever build your life upon. Why? Because he's true. And he's real. So, let me say, if you believe in God, and I presume you do because you're here, um, and if you don't, if you're just trying to discover who he is, then, then, then please ask, ask questions. We've got, we've got good answers for good questions. Because, <clears throat> see, once you, once you saying, I, I believe in God, then the, the, the smart thing is to discover who he is so that you know how much to, you can put, how much you can depend upon him for. You know, you've crossed the line of belief. I believe he exists. Okay, well that's okay, but what's he like? That, that, so, I then can put my weight upon his constancy. He is constant. So, so he does not change. That's what it says. He does not change. 
but my experience of him will change as I discover more of who he is. That's right. So sometimes when see God doesn't change, you think, oh, well, this is going to be boring then. And a lot of people, Christians, look, Christians say, oh, well, we've got it all sorted now. We know who he is. And... No, you don't. You know a bit of who he is. There's more to discover. There really is more to discover. So, he is extraordinarily, extraordinarily faithful. I, I, you know, I was surprised when I was born again when I was 16. I discovered who he is in a measure, and I decided that he was, he was uh, uh, sufficient, if I can put it in that way, for me to base my life upon who he is. I chose to, chose to, to, to base my whole life on who he is when I was 16. That's what it means to be born again. I said, actually, you know, I've experienced enough of you. I've seen, I've, I, I, the, I know enough now to say, this is my life. And if you've been born again, that's what you did. You, you, this, is, this is, I know enough to, to, to say, you are the best thing that I've ever seen. And also, you're not just for this life, there's an eternal life. So this reality isn't the only thing. There's an eternal life, because he's an eternal being. If, if it's just for this life, then it's, it's, it, it, has, it has limits. But no, this, this is not, not it. Not it. The, there is an eternity. And so at the age of 16, I decided I would build my life upon the reality of who he is. Does that make sense? And I spent the next 40 plus years discovering who he is. And gradually building and increasing my experience of him, and then, and that that has in, that's how faith increases. That's my faith has increased bit by bit, as I've discovered who he is, because my connections got stronger. My connection is, is is repeatedly being upgraded. That that's what it means. That's what faith is. That's why you can always grow in faith. So. It doesn't matter where you are in your walk of faith right now, without any judgment or condemnation, I can say there's more for you. And you can all grow, you can always grow, because he is so faithful. And he is dependable, he is a constant. And he's not just constant for this, this, this temporal existence that we have, but he's constant for all eternity. So that, that's, that's one aspect of his. Then, then another thing I just want to share with you is that, and this, this, this got me, that, that um, it says love always trusts. So it's quite, it's, it's a common thought that we, we trust God, I trust God. That, that's, that, that's, that's how this deal works. Yeah? But, but what I was undone by a couple of weeks ago as I was thinking about this is actually just how much God trusts me. Because he loves me. They think, well, hmm. Now, I might, I'll try to make this easy, because I know this is, this is a bit tricky. So, you see, if you trust somebody, you entrust them with things. Yeah? And you, and you, you work out who you can entrust things to, don't you? So, an example. Coming up is the Randy Clark conference here. Now, if I'd gone into the office one day and say, I, I want to be in charge of the administration of the Randy Clark Conference. <laughs> and I'm, I'm one of the directors here, and I just want to take charge of the... What are you laughing for, Steph? <laughs> you see, people said, there would have been a, a sort of some 
looks of alarm across, 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 not just the office, but across Eastgate, because they're going, please no. Please no. Why? Because actually, people know me. And I know me. So I thought, no, that's, well, that wouldn't be a good idea. No, so if you're actually going to choose, you choose the people who are gifted in that direction. That dimension, yeah. Now that's not, that doesn't mean to say that I'm less or lacking. It's just that that's not what I'm good at. Well, I'm, you know, it's not my gift. And this is the beauty. God, see, God has put us together. You can't do Christianity on your own. He's made you, made you connected into a body. So it's not just that we need to be connected to God, we need to be connected to one another. That's called church. So that's the body. That's the beauty of it. That we need one another, and he's put us together in a way. And it says actually he's distributed the gifts. He knows how he's what he's doing, so that actually the body is complete and whole and mature, not lacking anything. Is what it says. We're good. Now, if I'd insisted that I operate out of my area of gifting, what I would create around me is a lot of anxiety. Seriously, that would be, you know, oh no, Pete's organising the Randy Clark conference. Karen would be going, ah! <laughs> Seriously, don't, don't, this, do you understand what I'm trying to help you? It's, it's, it, don't try and be somebody else. Try and be the you that God's made you to be, and be faithful to that. Um, so, so, be faithful to the nature of God that God has put within you. That's being faithful. Be constant, be dependable. Can people depend upon you? Or, how about this, can God depend upon you? If you look at the life of Jesus and see how much he trusted people, quite, quite remarkable. You know, with Judas, busted Judas. Ever think you made a bad choice? Trusting someone? Ugh, kick yourself. I know there's wisdom involved in it and stuff like that, but actually trust should be our default mechanism, I believe, because that's what it means to love people. On the cross, as Jesus is dying, he forgives those who are crucified. Amazing. He says to Peter, okay, Peter, <clears throat> you're going to deny me three times. Peter says, never. Never, never, never. Uh, what I find interesting is I thought about this quite a lot in that story where it, so Jesus predicts that Peter's going to die him three times Peter says I'm not going to, I won't I won't I won't and he says Jesus says yes you will so I thought about it a lot but see, Jesus didn't tell Peter that in order to help him not do it because you think you're trying to strengthen him so he wouldn't do it he actually said actually I do know you're going to do it it doesn't matter what I say you're going to do it <laughs> it's remarkable, isn't it? And then when he does it, Peter's a broken man. Completely, completely broken man. Says he went outside, he wept. And the next time we really see him functioning is he's gone back to being a fisherman. Now what, what, what was the calling of God upon his life? What was God given trusted to him? What has God entrusted to Peter? He'd be an apostle, you know. You're going to be somebody upon whom I build my church. That, he said, I'm, I'm, you know, this, this, <laughs> this is how much Jesus trusts Peter. He says, I'm going to use you to build my church. You're going to preach one of the most famous sermons ever. 
that people are going to refer to for, for generation after generation after generation. I'm trusting you with that. And yet he's still no, he, even knowing that he's going to blow it big time. So what does Jesus do after he's raised from the dead? Who does he specifically find? Peter. Why? He said, let me get you back to your true identity. Let me restore you. And that's what he did. Feed my sheep. Take care of the church, because that's what you're called to. You managed to drop the ball. I told you you would. Have the ball back. So here's this question. What's God entrusted to you? What, what ball has he passed your way? And will you be faithful to who he's made you to be? Will you live up to that? Even, do you know what? This is the thing. If you drop the ball, who's going to come along and tell you you dropped the ball? The devil. And maybe some helpful Christians. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I reckon a number of us wouldn't have chosen Peter after that to be head of the pack or whatever. Think, think you would have picked him out? Or maybe, nah, even as a fisherman. Let him do some time out there on the boats and then we'll restore him later. God doesn't think the way we do. We have to learn to think the way that he does. So actually, at this moment, I'm, I'm, I'm particularly undone by what God has entrusted to me personally, to Kim and I, to our family, and to Eastgate. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by the trust that God place, has placed within us. That, it's, that is a phenomenal thought, isn't it? I thought, wow, with that. And what that is, does in me, I thought, you know what, I want to make sure I live up. I want, to be, I want to be faithful. And that's not just doing my best. I want to be faithful to all he's called me to be. And I don't want to try and be what I'm not. I'm not the administrator around here, thank goodness. I can, I can turn my hand to stuff. Do you understand? But, but actually, there's a difference between actually that and God's got something special for you. And it says this very clearly. He says, I know the plans I have for you. And they're plans to prosper you. And it says, it says very clearly in Ephesians that actually he's already marked out the good works for you to do. As part of his eternal purpose. Is that not amazing? Part of his eternal purpose. It's actually, so I'm sort of land, coming to land with this, that God has a dream. God's dream is that he will reconcile all things in heaven and earth and put it all back together from its broken shape. Because the fall, the sin of man is broken. God's beautiful design. And yet, you know, this he is so genius, he, he can work it all out and put it all back together again. And he's entrusting that dream to the likes of you and me. Is that not a privilege? Is that, that not a life that's worth living for? Or do you want to live up to that? That's, that's what he's calling you. He's calling you... He's calling you deeper still. We sung it, huh? He's calling you deeper still. He's calling you into a deeper connection. 
you know, is upgrading your, your connection. And, and, and that, that is just, and it, it happens by living from the sense of the Holy Spirit inside you. And I'm talking about this in, um, last week I preached, I can't remember, I preached on a Sunday morning, where I am, I think it was last Sunday morning I was here preaching about faithfulness. That God has put himself inside you. That's the Holy Spirit. And it says, from, from, from God himself, a river of living water will flow from you. His, his very nature, which he has put inside you, which is constant, and constantly available to you to draw on. So how much love have you got to draw on? How much peace have you got to draw on? How much joy have you got? You've got enough to fill the whole universe. That is inside. To draw on that resource and let it flow out of you so that the world around you gets filled with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, patience, uh, faithfulness and self-control. Yeah. Would you not like, love to live in a world where those are the nine attributes that you see around you? Well, that's your workplace, that's your family, that's the whole environment that people live in. That is, that is what we can achieve together. That's the calling of God upon your life. And he's got you specifically a place to play. Because nobody can be you apart from you. You're unique. Uniquely made for a unique purpose. <clears throat> and God who is faithful is determined out of his great kindness and love to enable you to be the amazing you that he's called you to be. Is that not, not brilliant? So I'm going to ask you just to take a few moments just to, to, to just think about that. And then in a moment I'll ask you if you want to actually live up to that. Just to take a time. I'm going to ask you to stand in a few moments. Okay? But I want you just to now take a few moments just to think, wow, God has entrusted me with life itself. An eternal life, a life full of his goodness. And he is constant. He is completely, completely dependable. I'm going I'm to pray out loud for me. I'm not asking you to follow. I don't believe in, in repeated prayers, really, because I think I can't express your heart. Only you can express your heart. But I'm going to express my heart in front of you, okay? And then you can join in. <clears throat> Father, I thank you that you love me with an unfailing love. That you are completely, completely constant and dependable. And I can build my life upon you. Not just a life that's stuck, but a life that will ever increase and grow. And I choose, I choose to be faithful with the things that you've entrusted to me. Thank you for the gifts and abilities you place within me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are inside me and I want to live with you as a source of my life, constantly flowing out to the world around me. Lord, I, I want to be one of the, a constant source of blessing to the world around me. And Father, I want to ever increase in my connection with you. Father, I pray even tonight for an, for an upgrade in my connection by the power of your Spirit. So if you want to I'm just going to ask you, where you, where, where you seated, just if you're ready to respond to that, just to, please don't do it because everybody else does. I'm not asking you to, to, to keep me happy by standing. I, I just want you to, I want you to do something that demonstrates the saying to God, yeah, I'm, I'm up for this. You can upgrade me.
I want to fulfill all that you've got for my life. I choose to build my life upon, upon you as a constant. And I want you to pray your own prayer. You can do it under your breath. You can do it out loud if you like. Not, then, <laughs> if I'm not listening into the one next door, I know it's going to be difficult. But I want you to, can you express your own heart to God just as, just as I've done? Because I, only you can do that. Only you can make the connection that he wants to make to you.